Welcome to another life-changing message. First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. First Kings. God's releasing a sound. See, I was confused when God told me to preach this sermon because I wanted to preach. I had a new sermon. I had fresh stuff. God said, no, I want you to preach this. I said, all right, Lord. And now I see why. Verse 41, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, look what it says. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound. Uh, Y'all didn't catch it. See, but those who are in the Holy Ghost, you're tapped in. There is a sound. I'm telling you, God's releasing a sound in the house. There's a sound of abundance of rain. Okay, some of y'all been at a low place for too long, but I hear God say, stop thinking so small. What I'm about to do in this season is big. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees, and he said to his servants, go up now, look toward the sea. So when he looked, so when he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times, seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time, someone say the seventh time. That he said there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. You see, this rain is either going to stop you or propel you. All right. (laughs) This rain's either going to reveal your true identity or push you into revival. Now it happened in the meantime that the skies became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab at the entrance of Jezreel. May God bless the reading of his word. The title of my sermon today is, I actually changed the title for the house. The Lord told me, The Marks of a Rainmaker. The marks of a rainmaker. The Lord told me that this house is about to produce rainmakers. People who can look into atmospheres that are dead, broken, that have no life. They can go into communities, schools, areas where nothing's moving. And they can start creating atmospheres of glory and rain wherever they go. I believe that this is the type of house that is going to produce the type of saints. I'm Uh, God's about to raise up some people who wherever you go, you can release kingdom. You can go into an area where there's storms. And just like Jesus, you can command to the storm, peace be still. I believe there's atmosphere changers. 
waters. You can go before a Red Sea and there's Pharaoh's army behind you and three million Jews with you and you can command things to be broken. I believe there's atmosphere shifters in this church that you can speak to the sun and say, stay up a little bit longer because we need to have victory. Oh, where are those who are ready to shift nations? Where are those who are ready to go into territories? Where are those with the mark of the Holy Ghost on you ready to move forward with dominion with strength and with power this is your moment your hour and your season shout yes, yes. sit down sit down my wife and I uh, last year we had a chance um, to go on vacation and we went to well I'm gonna tell you how it happened it was a powerful testimony the Lord encouraged me to sow a thousand dollar seed and I did it can I tell you, $1,000 seeds really break the back of the enemy. No, they, they, they're very powerful. So the $1,000 seed, then a prophet comes up to me. He says, the Lord said, because you didn't really have any money and you sold. I was like, how did he know? He said, the Lord says, you can go on three vacations this year. That was last year. I said, I don't even have enough money for a weekend trip to the Poconos. Saints, have you ever been there? I said, Lord, this ain't going to happen. How am I going to go on three vacations? No joke. I get a phone call two weeks later. Where do you and Christline want to go? Anywhere in the world, we'll pay for it. All right, y'all. Y'all can act cute. I said, oh, we, I said, I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to Southeast Asia. I end up going to Vietnam, Thailand, and China. I'm just saying. So, so while we were in Bangkok, Thailand, <laughs> yep, we went to the Chinatown. Okay, I know it's Thailand, but there's a Chinatown even in Thailand. You see, these Chinese people know what they do. They don't play. We're the only ones not united. We're the only ones fighting each other for a little bit of territory. They know how to take territory and ground. I believe God's raising up a group of prophetic black people, entrepreneurial black people who won't fight. You won't have a crab mentality, but you're going to take Oh. Can I prophesy it? God's raising up business owners and entrepreneurs in the house. God's establishing people into their purpose and destiny. So we're there. We're, we're in Bangkok, Thailand. And I'm telling you, it's beautiful. It's, it's loud. Yeah, it's loud. There is the, the craziest. You've never seen traffic like this in New York. Never. No. No, never seen traffic like this in New York. I'm talking about the next level. We were in one spot for an hour and a half. We did not move an inch for an hour and a half. I couldn't believe it. I said, we got to get out this cab. I'm going to walk. They're like, you can't walk. It's like a 50-minute walk. I said, I don't care. I can't be in here any longer. But it was our second to last day. We go to the, the Chinese market. For the first four days, they said it was going to rain every day while we were there, and it didn't rain. I don't trust meteorologists. You see, there's a few people black people don't trust much. The police and meteorologists. Let the church say yes. I don't trust them because they'd be like, it's going to be negative 80 degrees, and you go outside, it's 45 degrees. No, you lied to me. 
So we're there. The meteorologist says it's supposed to rain every day. It didn't rain one day. So I said, babe, you know, I got a little cocky. Like I knew what I knew. I said, babe, it was supposed to rain for the last four days. Don't you see they, they got the weather wrong? We good. She said, okay. Just obeying and being submissive to her man. <laughs> so she goes, we're chilling in the market. I see a cloud, small cloud. I'm like, ah, oh, it's nothing. You know, it's just partly cloudy. That one cloud starts getting dark. The sky gets filled with a bunch of clouds. Within two seconds, rain starts coming down. Me and my wife are running through the marketplace. Then these people come out, and they're selling ponchos, the rain ponchos. And they literally had a cardboard where the rain ponchos were a dollar. They crossed out the dollar and put three dollars. <laughs> See, people can upsell you when you're not prepared. You see, some of you are not ready for rain, and you have to pay a, you have to pay more of a price than me, who's been praying and fasting. And... So, I'm like, so we get these rain ponchos, we put them on, we get, we get, we're getting ready, because we were ill prepared for the rain that was about to come. And Elijah had something similar. God spoke to him. God released a sound. And the Lord says, there's a sound of rain coming. And there's a few things that you have to do to get ready for the rain. Can I tell you four things the Lord's telling this church to do in order to get ready for the rain that's about to come? I'm about to go back to Philly. Here's the first thing. Oh, can I just say one, one thing before we get to the first thing? Rain is just a symbol. It's a symbol of blessing, prosperity, favor, grace, anointing. God promises to pour out his spirit like rain. Rain is a symbol of God's goodness and God's grace coming down. Rain is a symbol of God doing something powerful and something new. I believe that this is the moment of rain, right? So here's the first thing that we have to do to get ready for the rain that's coming, right? In order to be a rainmaker. The first thing is you got to climb up the mountain, you're like, I don't even know what that means. Let me break it down. Elijah just stepped out of the greatest miracle he's ever experienced in his life. The greatest experience he's ever had. He saw fire fall down from heaven on Mount Carmel. All 400 prophets of Baal and Astra, they were killed in one moment. I'm talking about Elijah was at the peak of his prophetic ministry. He just called out the whole church's name, number, address, social security number. Everyone got slain in the spirit at the same time. I'm talking about he was on TBN, Word Network, Action Network, Channel 9. I'm talking about this was the greatest move. Someone just got healed of cancer, AIDS, diabetes, all in one. So this, this is the culmination of the greatest move that Elijah ever saw. He never saw God move in this level and this dimension before. If I was Elijah, I would want to stay there for a little while. 
I would want to rest at that place, that place where I just saw God do something supernatural. Let me chill here for a minute. Let me rest here for a little bit. Let me just take this all in, the miraculous I just saw. Fire just came down from heaven. Oh, let me just chill here. And God goes, Elijah, there's more. Elijah, there's deeper. Elijah, there's a next level. Some of you are stuck where God sent fire and God's trying to send rain, but you're still where God sent the fire. Some of you are stuck in what God did in 95 and last week and two weeks ago that you can't move forward into what he's about to do now. Stay at the place. You I've come to let you know that there's a fresh wind that's about to come. But if you stay at the place you saw fire, you'll never see rain. Some of you are stuck. You're stuck in the realm of where you saw God move before. Oh, I, God always moved like this in my last church. Well, this ain't your last church. I'm not used to people falling to the ground. Then get with it. Because that's what God's doing in this season. I'm not used to people being healed. Then get with it. I'm not used to speaking until get with it. Oh, they usually sing three fast songs and two slow. Get with it. This ain't that type of church. This ain't that type of atmosphere. If you want that, you can go to the church up the block. But if you want a move of God, then you can be at hungry for God. Because this is where the heaven's going to show up. Some of you are stuck. Oh, I remember when God baptized me in 98. Well, it ain't 98. Get some fresh fire now. Get some fresh anointing. I remember I used to prophesy all the time. What happened? It's because you're stuck where God used to move and not where he's moving now. You're stuck on how God used to move, but not how he's moving now. There's a new wave. There's a new move. There's a new atmosphere. There's a new glory. And you got to start moving where God's moving, going where God's moving, hearing the heartbeat of heaven about the next move of God that he's bringing on the earth. I can't bring old strategies into a new season. Some of you, you're bringing uh, 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 old wineskins while God's trying to pour out new wine, and you wonder why you're frustrated and leaking. We got a lot of leaky people because you can't handle the new wine that God's bringing. Ooh, oh, I knew I was going to get a lot of amens. That's cool. I'm tired of talking about what God did before. No, he's moving from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from victory to victory. And I'm ready to move with God. I'm ready to go on his train. However he speaks, I'm ready to go with it. Whatever he tells me to do next, I'll do it. Even if it's radical, I'll do it. You know, I've come as a spiritual meteorologist to tell you something. Rain's coming. All right, three people caught the revelation. I've come as a spiritual meteorologist that, to tell you that downpour is coming. Showers of abundance are coming. I hear the sound. Only prophetic people can catch it. I hear the sound. Only people who are in the spirit can get it. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. I remember 10 months ago, something radically shifted in my ministry. I was preaching, I was teaching, I was, I was in full-time ministry, things were okay. Things weren't great, they weren't bad, they were mediocre. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was stuck in the cult of the comfortable. 
I was stuck in the realm of how God used to move. And I heard the spirit of the Lord tell me 10 months ago, he says, I want you to spend at least four hours a day with me every day. I said, Lord, I got a family, got a wife. He said, if you give me this first, then I'll bring everything else your way. So every day I would wake up 4 a.m. And I'm rokoraban siata. What do you have to say, God? I'm not leaving this place until I get a word from heaven. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And I need a fresh word today. I'll seek him every day. Lord, what are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to say to my wife? What are you trying to say to my family? Where, where should we go today? What should we do? So I began to do that. There was a stirring that happened. Every city I go to now, there's outpouring. And the Lord said, this is the result of you not ministering from the what I've given you. This is the result of you ministering from your overflow. This is the result of you not getting comfortable where you saw fire. But crying out and saying, I want more. Where are the desperate folk here tonight? Where are the people you know you're right at the precipice of something and you're ready to push? This is your commencement service. This is just the beginning of what God... So the first thing Elijah did is he climbed a mountain. Here's the second thing he did. He consecrated. Ooh, ooh this is a big scary word in church. We've been getting scared of this word. Consecration is not what church people have made it out to be. I know they've confused you with all this religiosity around consecration. Consecration simply means spending quality time with God without any distractions. I know church folk made it. You got to wrap your head. You got to put something on top. You got to wear. Daddy would get mad at me. Yes. I don't care, the religious folk would get mad at me, send me emails, texts, Twitters, whatever, I don't care. Tweets, is that what you, I don't have Twitters, I don't know. <laughs> Consecration sounds like this big word, it just simply means spending time with Jesus, away from distractions, away from noise, away from people getting in your space and just spending time with the Lord. You see, it's so funny. Here's what's interesting in the text. Is that Elijah told Ahab, there's rain that's about to come. Then he looks at Ahab and he says, Ahab, go and celebrate. Go eat and drink. But he doesn't go into celebration. He goes into consecration. God told me this. He says, if you go into celebration before you go into consecration, you'll miss your manifestation. All right, this reminds me of a story. There was this girl. I gave her a prophetic word. I said, you're going to get engaged soon. I see it, blah, 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 this and this and that. She comes to me a few years later. Oh, man, a guy, you gave me this prophetic word. I haven't gotten engaged yet. I said, all right. 
cool. I don't let church folk uh, um, throw me off because I know my radar's not off. I know my radar's not off, so I said, hey, um, are you still with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sleeping with him? You spend the night at his house, right? I said, how do you think you can go into celebration before you go into consecration? That's why you're missing your manifestation. Some of y'all are missing manifestation because you'd rather go into celebration. Once you get a word from God, it's not the time to celebrate, it's the time to consecrate. Elijah got a word, rain is coming, I hear the sound. He could have got stuck in the sound. Some of you are stuck in the sound and never see rain because you go into celebration before you go into consecration. Oh, I felt something right there. So as soon as you get to work, oh yeah, my, my booze come, my house is coming, and you don't put nothing in order. You don't fix your credit, you don't do nothing. You don't cut off all those other people. Uh, but I want, I want my manifestation to come. No, baby, you gotta do, so you gotta cut some stuff off. Ooh, I feel something when I said that. Imagine it didn't rain for three and a half years. If I'm Elijah, I'm celebrating that rain is just coming. Come on. I'm like, yo, Jesus, ah, the rain. I've been dry for three and a half years. And God looks at Elijah and goes, go, go up, go up higher. Go into consecration. God, but, but, but you told me you gave me this word. I'm so excited. Go and pray. Don't you notice that after every victory Jesus got, he didn't go into celebration. He went into consecration. And he's God. You would think that if Jesus got a victory, Jesus would go and start rejoicing. Jesus goes straight into prayer. Oh, my God. Why do you think that you can get a victory and then automatically, uh, I'm going to stop praying, I'm going to stop fasting. I saw God move last week. I got my answer. No, there's more. I'm desperate for the next level. I'm desperate for the next. Come on. How many next dimension people we have here? How many hungry folk do we have here? How many people ready to press for that next level over their lives? They're ready to see their entire family come to Jesus. No, I'm not satisfied with one family member coming in. I'm not satisfied satisfied with one move of God I'm not satisfied with just speaking in tongues and going home I want more I want to see the city one I want to see my community come to God I want to see the school that I work at experience revival he tells him if you read the message Bible he tells him in the message he says go into celebration he goes into consecration. Prophetic people understand the times and seasons they're in. Yes, yes. Prophetic people, they have the spirit of Issachar on them. The Bible says the sons of Issachar, they knew the times and the seasons. They knew what God was going to do at certain moments. While all the other tribes didn't know that David was going to be king. The, the sons of Issachar knew that David was going to be king even though Saul was king at the moment. And so they aligned themselves with David even though Saul was currently the king. 
because they understood seasons were changing. Well, next in line, wanted a woman to be a judge. Issachar looked at Deborah and said, yeah, she's the next in line because they were able to see beyond the natural. I believe God's raising up sons of Issachar, people with spiritual vision, people with eyes beyond the natural, people who can see beyond what's in front of them, people who don't have carnal vision. I believe God's raising up people who even though it looks like it should be one way, but when the Spirit of the Lord speaks, they speak with God. When the Spirit of the Lord goes, they go with God. When the Spirit of the Lord illuminates, they... Lift up your hands. I want to declare this. I declare the spirit of Issachar to come on you. Where you will know the times and the seasons. You will have certain insight on things that God's doing on the earth that other people don't have. You will know when political changes are happening. You will know when the winds are shifting. You will know when the tides are turning. You will know when the heavens are opening up. You will know when revival is sparking. You will know when the next dimension is happening. I need you to shout if you believe it. Here's the third thing that rainmakers do is that they contend in prayer. What was the first thing? Oh, y'all is listening. What's the second thing? What's the third thing? They contend in prayer. You know, God told me, he says, a lot of us are content with sound, but we don't contend in prayer. Oh, I hear the sound. Yeah, the sound is the first part, but there's a part after sound. That's why the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. But if they stopped at the sound, nothing would have happened. Most of you, you get excited when you hear the sound. Oh, God, oh, yeah, I feel the tingly feelings. Oh, God, I feel the anointing. Yeah, 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 that's just the sound. It's the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And then what does it say? Tongues of fire. See, there's a level that's greater than sound, and it's called manifestation. It's called substance. It's called God pouring out his, his power and his blessing. But most of you are stuck in the sound, and you're not contending in prayer for your next dimension. Oh, Rabba So Elijah goes up to this mountain. You have to see. And he starts praying. First time, nothing happens. Second time, nothing happens. He's praying. He doesn't sit on the word that God gave him. He doesn't go, well, it just happened in the sweet by and by. It will happen when I'm in heaven. Oh, yeah, there will be streets paved with gold. No, no, he said, I'm contending for the move now. How many, how many of you relegate certain things God said to a future when God wants to bring it now? How many of you are relegating certain moves of God that God wants to bring into your life, and then you're saying, well, maybe next week, maybe next month, maybe next year, and God says, now. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the moment I want to bless you. Now faith is. Because faith is not 20 years from now. In order to tap into certain things, you got to have a now faith. I prophesy your now faith is arising so that your now miracle can manifest. Woo, baby. 
Oh, I felt something. So, let's, let's look at Luke chapter 11. I want us to look at this verse. Because this verse is saying exactly what I want to say in the New Testament. Luke chapter 11. Okay, we all know this. If you don't know this, you haven't been in church any days in your life. His disciples came to him. They're like, teach us how to pray because John's disciples know how to pray. Guess what? Jesus teaches them a prayer. We all know the prayer. Our Father. I'm getting confused. <laughs> and lead us not into temptation. All right, that was a mediocre job. That was very mediocre. You know what most of us do? We stop the teaching of, on prayer right there, but Jesus never stopped it. We stopped the teaching on prayer at that moment. Jesus didn't stop the teaching on prayer. And we end the prayer right there. But Jesus did not stop the teaching on prayer at that moment. Oh, come on, church. Jesus did not stop the teaching on prayer at our Father who art in heaven. He did not stop it. He went a little further. Look what he says in verse 5. Which of you have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say, friend, lead, lead, lend me three loaves. Hold on. One minute. Can I stop it right here? You come to my house at midnight, and then you're asking how much. You're, you're making demands on how much you want. You see, some of you, you have not gotten your results because God likes when you start using and being specific about what you want. Some of you are, you're not bold enough to get results. You're not audacious enough to get results. You're not reckless enough. You're not brazen enough to get it. You got to start saying, I want three loaves, God. Don't give me no house with three bedrooms. I want a five. I don't want to be in the projects. I want to be in the suburbs. All right, y'all ain't catching it. I don't want a hoopty God. I want a Benz. Not a C-class either. I want an S-class. A G-wagon. Come on, Saints. You have to start being bold. How you come to my house, ring on my doorbell at 12, while my kids are sleeping, while my wife's in bed, my pregnant wife's in bed. Talking about, I want three loaves. You'll be lucky if I give you one loaf of bread. So, This man, brazen, he keeps knocking. The Bible says something so interesting. It says, this man 
wouldn't even open the door because he was his friend. He opened the door because he started getting annoying. It's because he started getting bold and brazen to the point where this man's like, if I don't open the door, he won't leave me alone. Here's what the Lord showed me in the first few verses of Luke chapter 11. God was teaching them the content of prayer, the words that they should use. But in this, God was teaching them the context of prayer, which is prayer that does not give up when you get a no at first. A persistent prayer. You want to know how rain's going to come in your life? You want to know how the anointing's going to flow? Start having the type of spirit that says, I won't let go until you bless me. I won't stop interceding until I see my miracle. I'm going to get so desperate that even when it doesn't look like it's going to happen, I'm going to be like the persistent widow. And I'm going to keep on knocking. I'm going to keep on seeking. I'm going to keep on asking until manifestation comes. Where are the bold people? We're the recklessly bold, audacious, brazen people. I, I always read the scripture wrong. I thought the prayer ended with our father. Jesus was just telling them, all right, I'm going to teach you what to say. But now I'm going to teach you how to get it. You want kingdom come, will be done? I'm going to show you how to get it. You got to contend. Kingdom come, will be done, Lord. And God says, but you don't even know how to get it. It comes through contending. You want things to be open in the heaven? You want rain to come down? Get into the place of contending in prayer. Now, here's my last C. I don't know if you all saw that. I was trying to do the C's. My last C is this. You got to have crazy faith. Oh, this is good. This is good. I skipped a whole bunch of stuff because I want the Lord to do something. And I know he's about to break some stuff in the atmosphere. Because here's what I can feel. I can feel that there's going to be a yoke that's coming off people's back. I just saw it in the spirit. And the Lord gave me this dream. It was like an open vision. I was in this church in North Jersey. And I was praying. And this is the dimension the Lord showed me that this house is going to. He said he's going to send me to churches that are right at the precipice and right at the brink of glory being unleashed. Yeah, I don't have to believe it. I'll take it back to Philly with me. Well, I had the vision. I was at this church, and I don't really have open visions. I don't dream much. So when I do, I know it's the Lord had my eyes closed, and I saw a hand giving me two keys. And it, it was about to give me a third key. And he said, you're not ready for this key yet. I knew it was the Lord. I said, Lord, what are these two keys? He says, the first keys is for territories. He said, I'm giving you authority over territories and regions. So that when you step into a city and you step into an area, my presence and power will be able to flow there. 
no demonic stronghold will be able to hold you in any city or territory you go to. I've given you keys over territories. I said, okay, Lord. I said, what's the second key? The Lord told me the second key that I'm giving you is the key to unleash glory. Literally, I, I, I was holding my hands out. And I was like, oh, I'm not losing this key. And here's what the Lord told me. That you're one of the houses that he gave me the key for. If I was you, I would shout on that. Because there's a glory that God's about to unleash over this place. I see glory angels coming down right now. Imagine this. The land is barren. Three and a half years, nothing's going right. God tells Elijah, get into position for rain. The position Elijah gets into, the Bible says, is his head in between his knees. Most scholars say that position was the position that women would give birth to. It was literally a birthing position. He was birthing out a move of God. He was birthing out a revival. He was birthing out rain. He was birthing, birthing out a new, a new dimension. He was birthing out glory. He was birthing out a shift. Ah, I see a birthing out. And God is saying, get in position. I know you've been barren. I know you haven't been able to produce. I know that everything you put your hands to have failed. But the spirit of the Lord says you're about to move into the place of birthing out your vision, birthing out your dream, birthing out your next level corporately over this house get ready to birth the move of god get ready to birth out the outpouring get ready to birth out what i'm about to do in your life don't look at me like i'm crazy if you're ready for god to birth it out lift up your hands and begin to give god a oh I'm, I'm i'm ready I'm ready. This is the season. Listen to me clearly. Where God says all the blessings are coming all at once. All right, two people want to shout. You caught it. I know it's been held up for four days, but I heard the Spirit of God say, it's coming all Miracles, revival, blessing, new homes. Oh, I dare you to shout. I feel something breaking. Second. Rain that been held up for two and a half years. How many of y'all been feeling that hold over your life? You've been feeling that hold over your destiny. You've been feeling that hold over your next level. How come I can't advance? How come I can't move forward? God says, I'm taking the hold off you. And everything that I spoke over you is coming all at once. 
When God does it like that, no man can take credit. No bank can take credit. Your parents can't because they didn't do it for you. If it had not been. I'm almost done. He gets into this birthing position. You can stay, you can stay standing. He gets into this birthing position. I told you I came as a midwife. First push, nothing happens. It kind of hurt when he pushed it out. Isn't it funny that in order for fire to come down, he only prayed once. But in order for this move of God to happen, he had to pray seven times. Don't get discouraged because you prayed and you didn't see it come yet. Look at this. First push. Ah, nothing happens. Second push. Nothing happens. He goes back to the doctor and he goes, you see anything? Nah. You sure? Nah. You don't even see the baby crowning? Nah. Push. This next dimension now. I've come to let you know this house is about to experience a move of the spirit. I can feel the anointing. Hold on a second. No clap. I dare you to just lift up your hands, and you're going to feel what I feel. See, some of you already feel that weight. And you, just felt, you just felt it come all over you. Ooh, that's a fresh wind. I, know, I already see the glory about to be unleashed. It's going to be a fresh fire. So look at this. I'm about to end. He pushes and he pushes. Then he sees a cloud like a man's hand. Then Elijah, you know what the Bible says? He says, it's going to happen so fast that if we don't get down from here, we'll be trapped. I'm going to let you know. This blessing is going to happen really quick. God's about to shift this atmosphere. You're going to see how the atmosphere shifts really quick. You can already feel it shifting, right? It went from just talk to presence. Then it's going to go from presence to glory. Look, look at this. Look at Amos chapter 9, verse 13 and 15 in the Message Bible, and then we're done. Look what it says, Amos chapter 9, 13 to 15. Look, look how quick it's going to happen in the Message Bible. It says this, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. For some of y'all, that thing is going to happen 20 years from now. You missed the move of the Spirit. God's decree. 
Things are going to happen so fast. Your head's going to swim. You know what that means? Rain is coming so much that it won't be ankle level. It won't be knee level. It won't be shoulder level. It won't be waist level. It's about to overtake your... I feel something. Look at this. One thing, fast on the hills of another, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Rain is a sign of what? Blessings. Like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'll make everything right again for my people. I know you've been wrong so many times, but I hear the spirit of God say, I'm about to make everything. Oh, I feel something. Between those who open. This is the moment. Open up your heart. Look. There's going to be a difference between those who open up their hearts and those who are hesitant. That God's power is going to move on those who open up their hearts. So right now, I just want you to open up your heart. Look what's what's about to happen. I want to do a little teaching. So open up your heart. Lift up your hands. And I want every person who believes that God's going to bring the blessing all at once. I want you to begin to shout unto God. Come on, shout unto God. I believe your house is coming, your car, your business is being established. You see, this is what's going to happen. Those who are open, the spirit of the Lord is about to come on you. There's a fresh glory. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Fire. You're about to be shifted. This concludes another life-changing teaching from Hungry for God Church. For social media updates and more teachings from our pastors and leaders, please visit our site, h4gchurch.com.